In the midst of a three of four on the road, it's a critical part of the season for the New York Red Bulls. And today on Red Bull Weekly, we catch up with one of the newest signees on the MLS roster, goalkeeper A.J. Marcucci. With Connor Lade, this is Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bull Radio Network. Thanks, as always, for listening to our podcast series, Red Bull Weekly. Part of September, always a fun time in the sports world. So much going on. Major League Soccer season uh, moving into the stretch run. And this New York Red Bull team hoping to make a late push for the playoffs. With Connor Laid, I'm Matt Harmon. This is our Red Bull Weekly Podcast. Uh, Connor, it, it's a tough part of the season right now. You think of, of what New York has done. They come off the, you know, the draw over the weekend with D.C. United. Um, maybe a home game opportunity missed to grab a couple of more points. And unfortunately, it's been a little bit of a theme. And now with the games on the road between Columbus, between Miami, um, you, you hope that this team has given themselves at least enough time to bounce back into the playoff chase. Yeah, Matt, I think it's this is, uh, you know, usually this crunch time comes a little bit later, uh, you know, maybe a couple of weeks away. But for this team right now, this is this is time. This is make or break part of the season. And this is where you need to start compiling a couple of results and start stringing together wins because draws aren't going to do it at this point with the teams ahead of you. Uh, you know, obviously a missed opportunity against DC to get a, a big win. And I listen, I know we got a couple games in hand and we can put together those wins, but you got to start taking advantage of uh, some of these opportunities that they've been given. And this is going to be a big road trip to kind of decide the fate of the season. Well, yeah, not only the games on the road, Connor, which I, I think from a conceptual standpoint, we'll talk about our guest today coming up in a second on Red Bull Weekly. From a conceptual standpoint, winning games at home now probably is not going to be enough to get you into the postseason. So you're going to have to win games at some point on the road with Columbus, with Miami, games against NYC. It's it's not an easy road at all. But in order for New York to kind of get back into it because they have dropped some games uh, at home, you have to then make those games up when you're on the road, right? Yeah, and that's that's what's going to be difficult. I mean, I think there's been a lot of factors this year, and Mother Nature has not been on our side, and so it you know is making what it would normally be a one or two game week into a three game week, and when you need results, that's that's going to be difficult. And you know, going on the road where this year we've only gotten one road win. Uh, it's not ideal. And that kind of puts you in a hole in its own, especially when you're not necessarily being overly dominant at home. And so I think this is going to be, you know, this next two weeks is going to be ultimately going to decide the fate of, you know, this 2021 season. And if you look at it, you know, Columbus who can really the talent wise on paper is one of the best teams in MLS. They just haven't been on a good run of form yet. And I think, but, you never know when that flip that switch is going to flip for them. And then Miami, again, another team who, you know, has got loads of talent on paper, but you know, they're starting to put it together. And obviously we're looking up at both these teams and trying to leapfrog them in the standings. And then, you know, you, you want to, you talk about some pressure games and you get NYC twice in a row 
coming up next week. And so that's going to be, uh, you know, emotions running high, you know, a lot to play for. This is going to be uh, some interesting games coming up. And I think, um, you know, for this group, you, you just have to realize the writing's on the wall. You have to go after it with everything right now because there's no looking back. There's you, it's, it's ultimate pressure time and uh, to really get the season back on track and try to get into this playoff spot. Yeah, not only get back on the playoff train, but uh, hopefully keep together what's been a great streak, 11 straight years in the postseason. You know, the other night at um, Red Bull Arena against D.C. United, obviously not the result that anybody would have wanted, but an interesting moment as Omar So made his debut in Major League Soccer. Harrison, New Jersey native, such a great story. He's one of the two new signees, and we're going to spend some time today on Red Bull Weekly catching up with the other new signee. And his story is almost just as unique. That's A.J. Marcuti uh, brought in as another part of the goal, uh, keeping kind of regimen within New York. A, a, a kid, Connor, that went to Connecticut College as a Division Three player, you would have never thought he would have an opportunity to play in Major League Soccer. Yeah, listen, I – you you can't help but be a fan of AJ Marcucci. Uh, you know, number one, he's a fantastic human being. Um, you know, really brings a, a huge energy to this locker room. I think even meeting him during preseason when he came in, he just is instantly just has so much energy, has a huge personality, and fits so well in the locker room. Not afraid to talk to any guy around there, kind of be himself, which is huge, especially for a young goalkeeper. Um, but Number two, I mean, obviously an extremely talented goalkeeper. He's got, uh, you know, he's a very good shot stopper. He, he's brave in the box, but also his distribution with both feet is really incredible. And that's something I know John Wolnack has talked about a lot with playing at Red Bull too. And, you know, listen, he's training every single day with the first team and he's, you know, very comfortable there. He, he's very well respected in the locker room and, you know, just watching him play, they respect him on the field as well. And so I think you're thrilled for watching guys like that get their moment to sign their, uh, you know, professional contract in the MLS. And I know he's thrilled. I know his family is. And, you know, we're excited to see, you know, how he's going to grow into this team, not only this year, but years to come. I think he's going to be a, a big part of the club. Well, we're going to talk to him after we take this quick timeout. We come back on Red Bull Weekly with one of the two new assignees for the New York Red Bulls, A.J. Marcucci. This is Red Bull Weekly brought to you by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. New York Red Bulls Weekly brought to you in part by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT. Number one of the nation for student upward economic mobility. Learn more at njit.edu. Back here on Red Bulls Weekly, looking forward to uh, this segment. One of the newest members of the senior side of things, just signing his MLS contract last week, A.J. Marcucci, who's good enough to give us some time. We're brought to you, as always, here on Red Bull Weekly by our good friends at NJIT. A.J., thanks so much for giving us some time um, and, and catching up with you a little bit. First and foremost, congratulations on signing the contract. I, I'd have to think that even though you get – drafted right I mean who would be thinking now mid part of the season um, you go from the USL side of things to the MLS side what was your what was your first kind of oh my god moment now I'm on the MLS roster yeah well first off I want to say thanks for having me guys um, I listen to your podcast a lot so um, it's good to be on finally um, but yeah uh, I think my oh my god moment was like right the day before they told me, I mean, I got officially told, I guess, Yuri told me, 
And I mean, I was so grateful, honestly. I could not believe it. Um, I was working so hard to get to this moment. And when I got drafted, obviously, you don't sign like it's not like any other professional sport in America where right away you're on the first team, I guess. Um, so it's just it was it's like you had to work. You're you're there. You th you're there, but you also have to work as hard to get this. And halfway through the year, I guess it's just a blessing, man. It, there's nothing else to describe it. You, you just mentioned uh, Yuri, that, of course, being Yuri Neiman, and who is the goalkeeping coach. Was he the one who told you that the contract is, is coming your way, or did you kind of know from your agent or just, you know, from the from the powers that be? Yeah, well, I was actually after watching uh, the USA-Honduras game, uh, I went to bed and I woke up to a text from my agent at 1 a.m. said he needed to talk to me, and then right at practice I hear from uh, Yuri, he goes – did they give you the paperwork yet? And I was just, I was like, what? What's, go like, what, what's going on, basically? And then Yuri told me, and I was so grateful um, that Yuri and the whole coaching staff believes in me, and everyone has been pushing me to get to this moment, and I'm very excited to be part of the roster. Talk about your all-time text messages you hate to see at 1 a.m., but from your agent, we need to talk. Yeah. Did you get any sleep the rest of the night, or were you just? Well, I, I woke up to it at like six, and then I, like I was like I was a little frantic till like six or seven. I went back to sleep for a little, and then I had to go to training, and I was just like worried almost the whole start of training. But Yuri told me before training, so it kind of cooled me off. I'll say. AJ Connor used to get those messages. He just assumed that his agent didn't want anything to do with him anymore. <laughs> Yeah, this is happening now. But yeah, I think that ranks up there with girlfriend text. We need to talk. I mean, that's that's tough to see yeah. first thing in the morning. I can't imagine where your head was at. Definitely. Where, uh, you know, take us through a little bit, kind of like your whole journey, you know, coming in, you know, being a guy, Division three player, coming in maybe a little bit under the radar, getting signed. What was that moment like for you and your family? Yeah, I mean, uh, coming from where I came from, I came from a very good youth program, um, which really instilled how I train and how I work today. Um, and then going Division Three, I really didn't think that this was going to be a possibility. I just wanted to play four more years of soccer and at least play on the field. Like, I obviously have people who go D1 and maybe sit two years because you're a goalie, it's only one position. You sit two, three years, and then maybe you get your senior year or junior year. Um, I was like, you know what? I've learned my whole life from my father. Just You just want to play. Just have fun. Um, and that's basically where my head was at in that process. And then I did so well in college, and I can't thank my team and my, the coaching staff there enough um, for all that they did for me um, and getting me here. Um, and then it was just like I was so blessed when I saw my name get drafted by New York. Um it was kind of a relief almost, in, in the back. like I, I was so happy. Um, and then here, I mean, I just tried to, to push Carlos, push Ryan, push Luca as hard as they could because that's what growing up I was, I was told is if you're the backup, whatever you are, just to make the person in front of you better because if you make them better, they'll make you better. Um, and as soon as I heard the news that I was going to be signed first team, I was – 
I was so, so happy. And my parents are <laughs> almost crying when I told them on FaceTime. They were um, so happy at what I've done, so proud of me. And I could, it was such a great moment. AJ, from a perspective of, um, I, I knew at one point we were going to get to this. And with your last answer, it seems like a good segue. The connection that you have with the other guys that play your spot. I mean, clearly you've got a guy like Ryan who's been through the rigors of being an MLS keeper for as long as he has. Carlos, first year in the league, he's become uh, the number one. And, and, and before we even talk about the relationship you might have with Luca, talk about the relationship you have with the two older guys on the team. Yeah. Um, so basically, I, I coming in, I knew that like there's only one spot, obviously, but there's like me and Ryan. I think were like that was the first person that almost I made friends with was Ryan because I wanted to know he's. He's been in the league, as you said, a veteran for eight, nine years now. Um, he knows the ropes. He knows what to do. And I just tried to learn from him. And I'm still learning from him um, everything, like every time I can. And the same thing with Carlos. When Carlos came in, uh, he doesn't – he speaks good English. But it's like um, – it's there's sometimes a little gap. But Carlos always, like in trainings, him and Ryan always tell me stuff like – um, so you can do this, you can do that. And they really teach me and show me. And so it's not like, oh, this kid's uh, the backup. Um, he's just like, we're not going to, we're just going to brush him off. Like they're really nice and they've really opened up to having me um, be with them and play with them. So I'm very grateful to have them as teammates and they're really great people as well. And then from the perspective of, you know, not only do you have a veteran player like Ryan, you've got Carlos who's come over to Major League Soccer. I think you have this interesting dynamic with Luca, or or I'm guessing you must have this interesting dynamic with Luca because you guys are in the same age bracket um, and and probably have a lot of similarities in terms of things you like and in a way you can kind of grow up together on the field. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely good to have someone my age, I guess, in uh, in. Uh, in the goal, like being around, um, me and Luca are great. I mean, honestly, um, like for everything that we do, like we both play USL, we always talk about the games and everything. And we'll always, honestly, we'll always like talk to each other in practice and game, like during the games and stuff and see and try to tell, this is what I saw. Maybe you can do this. This is what you saw. Here's what you should do, all this stuff. Um, and it's it's been really good. Everyone's, all three of them have been great people um, to be around. And I wouldn't change our goalkeeping union for anyone else. AJ, I think the, uh, it's obviously a great keeper room. And I know that you fit in really well in the locker room itself. And, you know, being around the facility, I'm not in the locker room, but I'm around the facility. I know you guys, you get on really well with everyone there. Kind of what was that like? Obviously you train with the team every day. So it's not like you're coming from the, Rebel too, and you're having to around the guys a lot. But I need to know you—you you got some good banter from what I can, what I can uh, take in from being around the facility. Where, where are you ranking yourself in the locker room in terms of top banter? Top banter? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to be above the average. I'll say that. That's that's probably what I shoot for, above average. But I mean, everyone has different humor, so. Maybe my humor, I think I'm better than above average. Maybe some people think I'm all the way at the lowest of lows, but <laughs> we just make it work, I guess. 
what what's your humor let let everyone out there get to know you a little bit what what makes you go in terms of humor uh um i really like like funny like personal inside stuff let's say that um like i i i really will just or like humor where it's like sarcastic humor as well yeah. like very sarcastic humor and my friends at college will tell you the exact same thing that it's sarcastic humor is is very up my alley <laughs> love that uh, fit in just fine in that locker room um and then i need i need a comment from you because we had yuri on here a couple weeks ago and i tried to get in a little detail but he wasn't giving us too much information but does this guy give you his leg workouts because he his legs are just tree trunks these guys he's packing some serious power in there what does he feed those things and is he giving you guys the same leg workouts um first of all i think it's just dad strength i think he just he had a kid about two three years ago maybe i think it's just dad strength but no i mean i think i mean he grew up playing as a uh, futsal goalie so you got to be quick low to the ground and everything and i think that's helped him but um i would love if if he would offer his leg workouts i would love I love them. I got some skinny legs, I guess. I got basketball jumpers legs um, is what my friends call me. So if he wants to give me them, I'll take them. <laughs> AJ Marcucci joining us here on our Red Bull Weekly podcast. Uh, New York uh, in the middle of a back-to-back -back road games with uh, Columbus on Tuesday. Miami coming up on Friday night. Interesting part of the season right now, AJ, uh, from the from the on-field stuff. And I know for you, your time has been spent generally at USL, but now you're kind of thrust into the other side of it. Um, wh where do you feel like this this team is at from the MLS side with not a ton of games left and trying to kind of creep up in the playoff chase? What's been the message to the team? I think the big thing for us is that we just got to win every game. I mean, um, no matter how it gets done, we need to put three put points up on the board. Um, and it's been told to our locker room, like three points is a must. Six points this weekend is a must. Um, we need to push for that playoff spot. Obviously, we haven't we've we haven't not made the playoffs in nine years, eleven years, something like that. Um, and I think the biggest thing for us is just take it game by game, and we just need to get wins. That's that's the biggest thing right now. Gonna. I'm going to put you under pressure a little bit as a kid who grew up in Westchester, right? Okay. Yep. Who did you follow in Major League Soccer knowing that you're in the territory of one of the enemies? Um, I did follow the Union growing up, um, uh, but uh, a lot of that was – I really didn't follow the Union. I really wasn't big in MLS. I would watch um, the Prem – um, Bundesliga, La Liga, all of those. Um, I really didn't watch the Union. The only reason why I watched the Union uh, is because one of my good friends, Matt Fries, is the backup for uh, the Union right now. And me and him have had a great bond throughout the years and still have a great bond. Um, and just watching him, seeing what he's doing is really the only reason why I would watch the Union. <laughs> you, know, you, you grow up in grow up in Philadelphia territory, Connor, then he goes to Connecticut College. That's kind of revolution territory. You're 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 almost like a confused soul, you must be. Nope. Still a Philly supporter in every single sport besides soccer. 
All right, so so you're you're an Eagles, Phillies, Sixers, Flyers guy? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh my God, there's some there's so many things wrong with that AJ. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> hey, top of the NFC East, go Birds! <laughs> Love it. So, speaking of that, like, what's going on with you and Ryan in the locker room? Like, Giants, <laughs> that's got to be cause a little bit of tension between the parts as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, they know that they know that their team is subpar to the Eagles. So him and him and Neil is giving me a lot of give me a lot of uh stuff, but uh it's so funny. Um just talking sports with Ryan um and all that stuff uh is great, especially because every single Phillies team, uh Philadelphia team is basically in the New York's divisions. So just when your team wins and they lose, it's great. But when your team loses and they win, and you just got to take it, I guess. I think we're going to have to get a number of uh, kind of some side bets that you guys have going throughout the year, I think. <laughs> Maybe. Connor, have you have you talked to AJ about the fantasy football side of things? Is, are, is, are you in that realm yet or that hasn't elevated? I think we're uh, gonna, yeah we're gonna have to figure out what kind of fantasy player AJ is, and maybe we're gonna have to get him in our uh, Red Bull League at some point. Yeah, I mean, I love fantasy football. I'm in two leagues right now, won both first games. So, what's just wrong with that? AJ, you know, what, I thought what you said earlier about going to uh, Division three school in Connecticut, Connecticut College, was was so poignant because. In a way, it's all about, you know, where am I going to get my scholarship, playing Division One, But your position specifically, it's so important to play the games, right? So whether it's Division Three, Division One, I, I mean, there, you know, clearly there might be a little bit of a difference. But from a goalkeeping standpoint, you know, they always say goalkeepers mature a lot later than field players and their careers really last that much longer. The, the experience that you had at Connecticut College – um, go go through that a little bit more, and just how important it was to make sure that you were getting the games on the field. Yeah, well, I'll say again. I mean, grow, like uh, going into college, I didn't even think about playing professional. I basically was just like four years play good. Um, I had a good thing going with the Connecticut College, but after my first year, and then playing in the summer back home at Westchester, I was getting a lot of I guess, buzz um, from people about you can actually do this. And so um, just going through college, I had a great goalkeeper coach. Um, he, uh, his name's Pete Carley, played for West Ham. And uh, he got me set up with uh, this other guy, Dan Gaspar, who was Portugal's goalie coach, Iran's goalie coach. Um, and basically – they were the ones that really pushed me. But, yeah, for my position, games are really huge, um, especially for goalies because there's nothing like a game for goalie because you can do all the goalkeeper training and everything, um, but there's nothing like games. So going and playing um, every game for my team besides one was uh, great, and it really helped me throughout the whole years and everything. Um, and especially where I'm at right now. Love that. 
All right, coach. We're gonna let's get to know you a little bit off the field. All right, okay. we're gonna we're gonna get to know you plenty on the field, but let's go through some questions that are gonna dig a little deeper for you as a as a person. All right, okay. AJ, AJ, be careful. We asked you before the broadcast: Is there anything you didn't want to talk about? You said no. This is where Connor basically has free reign to do whatever he wants. I don't control things anymore. It's, it's completely on him. We're off the I mean, rails. I may plead the fifth, but we'll see. That's all good. No, only softballs for you, buddy. Once you come back again the second time around, then it's going to be some real tough ones. But okay. Give us what your ultimate off day looks like. I'm, I'm not talking just one day and then you got training the next day. I'm talking first day of like an international break. What are you doing? Okay. Um, I'm probably waking up around like 9, 10 o'clock. Um, then I'll probably either – go work out or I'll go to the beach. Um, and if I go to the beach, I'll spend almost the whole day at the beach. Um, and then at night, come home, uh, like eat, I guess I would eat at the beach if I was there. Um, and then probably watch a movie or something, maybe see what some of the guys are doing, um, hang out with them at night or something, and then go to sleep. <laughs> That's about it. They're pretty much a beach bum. Yeah, I like the beach a lot. All right. Uh, if you weren't a professional goalkeeper, you'd be doing this. I'd probably be a mathematics teacher. Okay. Yeah, with my degree and everything, I think that's what I would go towards. What What, what was your major? Uh, mathematics with a concentration in statistics. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna need some tutoring because <laughs> it wasn't my strong suit, but we'll we'll get to that another day. Uh, if you could have an actor play you in the movie about your life, who would it be? Oh my goodness. Um, I would love to have Matthew McConaughey, but <laughs> we'll see. Go. I don't think, I don't think I'm as good looking as him, but I would love to have him play me in a, in a movie, I guess. Listen, when you guys play Austin, I think that's going to be a conversation <laughs> that we're going to have to have. All right. Okay. Yeah. We have to make that happen. Um, give us some of your hobbies off the field. Like, what are you doing besides going to the beach? What What do you do on a daily basis? Oh, uh, now I play fantasy football. Um, I like to. I really do like to work out. So I'll work out. Um, I like to also. I will say I like to um, like read the news and catch up on that stuff. Um, listen to podcasts. I'm a big. Uh, I really like part of my take. On the Barstool podcast, um, that's probably my favorite one. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't do too, too much. Um, I'll go shopping, I guess, would be another one, but not often. But yeah, that's about it. Maybe, maybe I wanted to get into, um, wanted to get into like uh, drawing and stuff like that, just to see, like, because I used to be good at it, but I don't think I'm that good anymore. But just get back into it. All right. There you go. I think uh, you and Kyle Duncan are going to have to talk. I think he can draw a bit. Oh, okay. I think you guys can, he can take you under his wing a little bit. Um, all right. What, like, if, if you were having a dinner party and you can invite three people, past or present, it could be anyone, who's okay. sitting at the table with you? Um, I think I'd invite – ooh. I think I'd invite Kobe Bryant. Um, 
Uh, probably Buffon and Matthew McConaughey. Probably be the three. Big Mah- big McConaughey guy. Yeah. And no Philly sports players in here, Matt. That's what I was trying to get at. And there's, uh, there's no mean, Philly represented. Oh, Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, Kobe's a lower Marion. He's a lower Marion guy. Yeah. So you got me there. So um, yeah. yeah. I think we need to come. I think Connor, we need to dig into the Matthew McConaughey fascination yeah. a little bit. No, no, no. I'm not, yeah, I'm not it's always, not, not it's not that big. It's not that big. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not that big. It's not like I know, like, I don't, I don't really know all his movies. I just really, he's just a, like, I see him with Austin. I see him. Like I just watched Wolf of Wall Street, honestly, for the first time. I loved his role in Wolf of Wall Street. Like, um, DiCaprio would be another person. Like I watch more DiCaprio than I do Matthew, but Matthew, I like. He's a I mean, big influencer, I guess. You're shooting for the stars, AJ. You're leaving. You're. You're. It's not like the the average run of the mill guy. Like go to the top or don't go at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Was, uh, th- th- this was a lot of fun to to be able to catch up with you. Um, uh, thanks for coming on. You know, your, your personality is, is infectious. You can see it. I can imagine that being with guys USL and now on the MLS side of things and, and going back and forth, uh, it, it's gotta be fun even in a difficult year to have guys that are in your age group, uh, to be able to kind of sh- share some of these life experiences with. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's difficult because everyone, has their own stories i guess it's not like when you go to college everyone did four years of high school and now they're in college and they're looking to get a degree um some of the kids haven't even gone to college some of the kids are abroad like are from other countries all this stuff but i think it's i think it's good because you have different personalities and you get to hear other people's life stories and other people's what they're wanting to do in life or what they're trying to achieve and stuff and where they came from and it's good to hear all these broad spectrums and you get a sense of that person aj very well said look forward to uh seeing your career continue uh this season and for many years to come um you you carry the flag for division three guys who have the opportunity to play at the highest level and i and quite honestly I think it's fantastic. So thanks for giving Connor and I uh, some time here today. Best of luck for the remaining part of the year. And um, honestly, look forward to catching up with you real soon. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'd say go Philly, but we don't really say that on this podcast with any sport that exists. So you're on. We'll just say, all right, all right, all right. That's it. All right, all right, all right. Connor, very, very well said. We'll see if we can work on the movie deal as well. Hey, McConaughey, if you're busy, don't worry. We've got a backup in DiCaprio. Those are the only two names that are on AJ's list. Um, great great fun today catching up with AJ Marcucci. For Connor Laid, all of us here on the Red Bull Radio side of things, I'm Matt Harmon. Appreciate, as always, all the support we get on our Red Bulls Weekly Podcast.